Hello, it's Noah. Uh, before we start this episode, just want to let you know that this episode will be split into two different parts. So just simply due to how long the interview is, the first part is this episode right now, and the next episode will be probably will probably come out a week or two after this one does. I hope you guys understand, and I hope that clears up any confusion from later on. Thank you, and enjoy the episode. Please listen carefully. Welcome to Autism in the Wild, the show that talks about what it's really like living with autism. Here are your hosts, Noah and Chris. All right, welcome to another episode of Autism in the Wild. I'm your host, Chris. And I'm Noah. Noah, I want you to introduce today's guest. So today's guest is a family friend of ours named Kendra. She's um, been in our, she's been a friend of ours for a good number of years now. She was a alum of UNI Theater, I believe, a few years ago, and is doing some other cool things with people on the spectrum nowadays. So Kendra, go ahead and introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Kendra Gleam. I am a theater alum. Uh, so I got my degree in theater performance and theater for youth in May 2017. And then I uh, went and worked for a little while. And now I'm back in school to do psychology with mental health because one day I would like to be a drama therapist. That's a thing. Yeah. So uh, where did you go work? Didn't you, why don't you tell us a little bit about your work life and we'll get back to the drama therapist thing, but what did you do after college? What does one do? What does one do with a drama degree? So it's very funny because Greta Berghammer, who you interviewed twice, you know, she got me on the theater for youth track. I took a drama and inclusive classrooms class with her in the spring of 2014. And it's funny because uh, when I took the class, the whole reason I took it was because I knew we would be working with uh, young students on the autism spectrum specifically. That's why I took the class. I wanted to work with kids on the spectrum. And she told me day one of that class, that by the end of the semester, I would switch over to a theater for youth performance, or uh, yeah, dual emphasis. Theater for youth um, would be, but she said I would add theater for youth. And I said, that's funny, I'm not gonna do that. That'll keep me here longer. (laughs) And she laughed and said, you wait and see. And by the end of the semester, I had switched over from just performance to performance and theater for youth. She was right. And then she kind of took me under her wing and took me down that path. I did some awesome theater for youth shows with Greta. And uh, then after I graduated, I went to the Rose Theater in Omaha, Nebraska. They are in the top three national youth children's theater programs for theater for youth um, actors. So people who want to go into the 
theater for youth field it's not very uh popular in the midwest so greta's program at you and i i would say is the best i'm also biased i took I, you know i went through her program um but she she has an amazing program and there aren't very many in the midwest a lot of them are south texas arizona or i believe there's some theater for youth programs on the east coast as well but not a lot in the midwest so the fact that greta even does theater for youth at uni is a big deal and she's a big shot with a bunch of people in the theater for youth business around america so she essentially got me the job at the rose I, that's what i say um because she is amazing and she's sent a lot of students from the theater for youth program to the rose to get more experience and basically what i did at the rose was i performed in four shows total two main stage shows you know um and two touring shows so we went to schools and did shows that way i also taught thousands of hours of both after school in like middle in middle schools we did uh yeah after school programs we also did saturday classes and then we would go off and do workshops do, during the day sometimes. And I did that for nine months. So from August of 2017 to May of 2018. And I learned so much. But one of my favorite things I did was worked on the accessibility committee. So we reached out to people on the spectrum. We had spectrum specific classes. We also had deaf and hard of hearing classes. I know conversational ASL, so I was able to help in those classes, but we also had interpreters. And it was great. I taught Saturday classes for children on the spectrum specifically, and oh, it's just so much fun. It was wonderful. But that is what you do with a theater for youth degree right after, is you try to get an internship or a fellowship of some sort work in the field for a while and then after a year or two of working in the field you can decide if you want to get higher education which a lot of people do they do have master's degrees in theater for youth they're very competitive programs i believe oh, is it the college greta went to I'm blanking. There's a lot of colleges in Texas, and so I'm blanking on which program it is, but I believe the school Greta went to in Texas has a program that only takes in two or three students every other year. The state, it's the same with Arizona State. They only take in two master's program students every other year. So it's it's very very competitive there's not a lot of theater for youth higher education around america which is why it's so cool <laughs> of the university of texas at austin yes okay. i think so <laughs> i believe so I thank you up, i could not remember i just looked up greta's page and it's like degrees 
the MFA, Theater for Youth Creative Drama, University of Texas at Austin, like that matches. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure that's the one. Okay. Well. <laughs> that's, that's the one. They're very competitive. That's all I know. <laughs> but yeah, so I, and after I worked, I unfortunately had to leave the Rose for some stuff going on back home. But I wish I could have stayed for the full two years. They prefer to have you there for two years. Um, and I wish I could have, but unfortunately couldn't. So after that, I came back to Cedar Falls to get that uh, psych degree because of my drama therapy goals. So you can actually do a lot with theater. People think that it's a degree that's useless. It's not. It's very useful. It builds well-rounded people. And actually a lot of jobs ask people with theater degrees to work for them because we tend to have more confidence when public speaking or uh, we're more creative sometimes. And I don't know. Anyone who says mean things about my degree, I just kind of, okay, well, I get a lot of jobs, so it's fine. <laughs> so, yeah. so just a little clarification, the Theater for Youth programs, are you, are, are the youth in, in the programs with you? Are you, so it's like when you're acting, are you acting with youth? Or are you actually teaching youth how to act? Or can you kind of explain that a little bit? More? Yes. So I'm not sure how other Theater for Youth programs work, but Greta's program works in that we perform for the youth sometimes and then other times we can perform with youth for the most part though we perform for youth and then in trying to get my theater for youth degree i was also teaching students uh because that's that's part of it is they come into our classroom for example, we have creative drama. That class is the stepping stone to get to your higher education classes in the Theater for Youth department. So you start with creative drama, and by the end of that semester, you have taught children, I believe it was ages five to nine, so kindergarten to third grade about, okay. you've taught that population at least once. Okay. Either by yourself or with a group or both. Then the next class you can take is theater for youth. And that's learning a whole bunch of different teaching techniques, how to help children in the classroom, in a performance setting. It's an awesome class. And then you do theater and education, which is you go to a school. And when I was in TIE, uh, short theater and education, we went to different schools around Iowa. And I think it was within like, it had to be within an hour of Cedar Falls, but we partnered with whatever show was going on at the time and we went and taught a lesson to high schoolers about the show because then the next week they came and saw the show at Theater U and I. Then after theater and education, you have the master class, which is methods and teaching. And that class, 
school is a doozy because that's all it is, is your teaching. You present things to Greta, like ideas of who you want to teach, what kind of population you want to teach, what you want to teach them. And in methods, Greta makes you work with every population. She wants you to work K to 12 at some point. And also she makes sure that you work in a classroom that's inclusive uh, because she wants us to be well-rounded when we go out to teach, you know, mm -hmm. and that's it. There's only those four classes, but it's intense <laughs> and it, it's, you know, scaffold it builds, but it gets harder as you go. Okay. So yeah, it's a nice combination of all of it. Gotcha. Okay, cool. So tell me about uh, like a challenge of sorts or like what was something, what was one of your biggest challenges working with people on the spectrum? In the theater setting specifically? Um, it could be either. So I have a lot of challenges. <laughs> and then none of them have to do with my atypical population. None of them. None of the challenges are, are with any of my students with autism. It's interesting. In teaching, and I would say, oh, I didn't mention this earlier. I currently work for Comprehensive Systems, which is a group home for people with special needs. Not just people with autism, but varying abilities. Sure. Mm -hmm. And even at, at that job, I, my biggest challenge when teaching and working for comp systems is finding other people to care as much. Mm -hmm. I care a lot, guys. <laughs> I have a lot of empathy and I, I care a lot. And some people just aren't cut out to work with people with different abilities, specifically yep children on the autism spectrum or even adults on the autism spectrum. Some people are not cut out for it. We, we've seen that in our, some of our respite care providers mm -hmm. that we've oh. had over the years when the kids were little, yeah. we went through an agency and then so we hired the agency, then they hired the workers. And so we get some really good ones and then we get ones that we'd have to, to fire. Usually Tan was the, yeah. The mom one was usually one with yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's yeah, great <laughs> some people are definitely suited to work with this population other people not so um, much not so much but maybe they're just trying to see if they are you know right yeah. which i i strongly encourage everyone to at least try it and the second you realize this isn't for me great back out <laughs> get out because you're that once you realize that you are not cut out for it, you're no longer serving the people you're working for, you know? Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's my biggest challenge is sometimes I'll get coworkers who come in and they see how much we're getting paid, which I got to tell you guys, we're, an we're a nonprofit government funded facility. Mm -hmm. The government's not very nice to people with disabilities. No. And so we don't get paid a lot. We actually don't get paid a lot, but to freshmen and sophomores coming in from a high school job, mm -hmm. we get paid a decent amount. Yeah. <laughs> we get paid. All right. As an adult who needs to support myself, 
and get paid enough. <laughs> but that's not what I'm here to complain about. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not here to complain. That's, that's a challenge. And in theater teaching, at the Rose, I strongly respected my coworkers who realized very quickly they couldn't handle working with atypical students. They just couldn't do it. So they made that open and clear. Hey, I don't think I'm cut out for this work. And a lot of times, if that was an issue, I would step in or one of my other teacher, uh, one of my other coworkers would step in. And that was, it was fine. It got covered. It was no big deal. But sometimes when you're forced into it and say you have a contract of a month, like if Greta was hiring anyone that applied to do Sturgis Youth Theater over the summer mm -hmm. and they realized pretty quickly they shouldn't be there, that's hard to get out of because we need to have someone to replace them, you know? Yeah. So situations like that, it would be difficult. Difficult. Thank goodness for Greta. She knows all the people she hires. So she, she makes sure that that's not an issue. Yeah, she, she's able to vet the people yes. ahead of time, yeah. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. I have uh, people in my personal life, too, who have told me before, I could never do the job you're doing. And I say, that's okay. You know that about yourself. That's it. Just don't ever apply for the job. <laughs> yeah. Well, not everyone is fit to do every job, that's for sure. Right. I tell people the same thing all the time. I'm like, I can't, I can't do whatever you know you're doing i like my job i like the work i do and i will continue to do it <laughs> i don't don't plan on trying to be oh gosh i'm trying to think of a job i'd be absolutely terrible at oh retail i'm sorry guys i can't do retail <laughs> i tried it i can't do it <laughs> i refuse to do retail <laughs> yeah one thing we've learned too over the years is as soon as you find someone that's really good with your kid, um, at least from a respite care provider standpoint, you need to treat them really, really well, <laughs> you know? So, you know, make sure you give them a nice Christmas gift or, you know, whatever it is, but you, you just want to make sure that you are respectful first and foremost and uh, with everybody, but especially with people that are really good to your, to your kid just really treat them really well because you want them to, to be with you as long as you can. So mm -hmm. yeah, we, 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 meaning my wife, Tyann is really good about setting pretty clear expectations up front with people. Like, here's what we expect, you know, show up on time uh, because he, Isaac is such a schedule oriented kid, you know, yeah. and then you just go down the list. There's not a whole lot of expectations, but there's some basic ones that um, some people surprisingly have trouble just showing up on time. It's crazy. So they get the boot. Those are the people who get the boot. So we have that problem at my job too. Yep. So life, life advice. I know we're skipping ahead. Life <laughs> advice, no matter what job you have, show up on time. <laughs> be punctual. <laughs> show up, be on time. Be yes. Punctual. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so how is your whole experience with people on the spectrum, on the stage or off the stage. How has that changed you as a person? Oh man, it flipped my life. It did. I did a whole 180. 
how do I want to start this? I've experienced people on the spectrum all growing up, but I had no idea that that's what was going on. So I remember there was a girl in my school from elementary up. Everyone said she was weird. They thought it was weird she followed me around. They thought it was weird that she talked to me. They, they just, it was a lot of, she's weird. She does weird stuff. All this, they, all these weird things or whatever. I didn't think anything of it. I was just like, well, she just wants a friend, I guess. And then when I started working for Comp Systems in 2013, wow, seven years ago, uh, when I started working there, I started seeing the signs, the weirdness or whatever that everybody kept saying about my friend in school. They were really apparent in my clients with autism. And I went, oh, wait a second. <laughs> and then I ended up, I ended up asking her, I said, did you, do you know that you have these different quirks? I think is what I asked her when I finally saw her again. And she said, well, yeah, I have autism. <laughs> and I said, why didn't you ever tell me? She's like, I didn't think about it. You know, Noah, you actually posted something recently that I really liked on Instagram mm -hmm. about how people comment, well, you don't look like you have autism. I would have never known you had autism. Like, because you shouldn't just assume yeah. <laughs> that someone who has autism looks or acts a certain way. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, and unfortunately that's a bias that people, people assume that if you have autism, it's severe. Yeah. That's something I've noticed a lot is that people think autism equals severe. Mm -hmm. Like you see in pop in popular culture. Right. And it's just, what's, yeah. what's what do you think? So, yep. so what well, someone my age who grew up in the eighties, the first really big exposure for me in on television or movies was Rain Man. That that show that you know not many people are spots like the character in mm -hmm. Rain Man. Yeah. And but that's that's what you think of. So some people's first experience is from T V or movies mm -hmm. and that doesn't really paint a good picture of yeah. you know, that's that's just one person. You know, there's yes. there people probably like just like that guy. But uh, everybody's different. So autism doesn't have a look. No, no, it doesn't. It's funny because I know two sets of twins that have autism. I know you and Isaac, Noah. Yep. And then I also have a set of twins at work who are both on the spectrum. Interesting. It's very cool. <laughs> I think twins, A, are awesome. B, twins with autism even more awesome. <laughs> I love it. But, but yeah, once I started working at comp systems, I started seeing how unique other people are. I think I kind of just walked through life assuming everyone was the same. And then when I was 19 and started working at comp, I started realizing that everybody is very unique and everybody has their own strengths and 
everybody is everyone's different and you need to approach everyone differently as well thanks for listening